is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. We're here to help you win the ultimate bragging rights, a fantasy title. Let's go. All right, welcome to Fantasy Football Today. We've got conference championship games coming up in just a few days. We are very excited. We're going to give you FanDuel and DraftKings lineups, help you win a little bit of money for the Super Bowl. we got a four-man show, so what's up, Heath? Welcome to the Fantasy Football Show. It is so good to be here, Adam. I've missed you like crazy. Yeah, I know. You only hear from me on two other podcasts every day. We have the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast in full swing, and we have the Daily uh, we have the Sportsline DFS podcast. We give you DFS advice, and uh, yeah, it's fun. It's awesome, and that is mostly Heath Cummings and Mike McClure. It's five days a week. Please subscribe. Jamie Eisenberg, good morning. Would you like to um, edit the worst take you've ever had in your life from last week's show or our last show? I'd rather read the horrible tweets that I got. Okay, I don't know fine. if horrible <laughs> is the right word. It's uh, accurate. No, it's not accurate. Horrible and like really mean, like really just downright mean. And okay. and Dave, hello. Oh, hi, Adam. Oh, hi. How many more sports podcasts can you squeeze out in a given week? I'm pretty much. I'm not really going to be on the DFS podcast that much. That's gonna. So you should really ask Heath. So I'm mostly just baseball and football. Uh, I know very little about basketball, but Heath and Mike they know everything. And you should listen to the Sportsline DFS podcast. Here's your stat of the day because the theme of today's show is busts. What happened? 2017 busts. What went wrong? Uh, and I had Amir Abdullah as a bust. He's probably the least interesting one. But the Lions have had a bottom five rush offense four seasons in a row, and they have been dead last in rushing yards per game in two of the last three seasons. So I think they're going to draft a running back, guys. What do you think? Or sign one. Well, I think a whole new philosophy is going to come into play now because Jim Caldwell's out. Caldwell's been the one who's always wanted to use multiple running backs, and I don't think they ever prioritized the position. So let's like bring the guy from the have. Patriots who doesn't like to use multiple running backs. Well, he, <laughs> we don't know that. We might, we don't know what Matt I think Jim theories are going to be about running backs just because he's worked with Bill Belichick. <laughs> but if they keep Jim Bob Cooter, maybe Cooter changes his mind, or maybe they just go out and they, they, they get that running back with their first round pick. Maybe it's Sa- Saquon Barkley. That'd be awesome. He's not falling to them. Maybe they move up to get him. No. That would be Why a not? bad idea. I, listen, if they're desperate to get their running game going, that's the guy to go and get. Uh, they've got Matthew Stafford. I think they're just going to keep being bad at running. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I hope not. It's been a black hole for running backs for I hope for four so straight because years. It, it, it's been the opposite of a black hole for Matthew Stafford. All right, what's the opposite of a black hole? I don't a know. White wall? <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. Bit Sunshine? A little bit too literal there. Um, alright, so th- that's your stat of the day, and Detroit running backs are busts all the time. So I, yes, Jamie, you want me to amend my awful take from a previous show? Yes. I don't think it's awful. Look, what I said, I don't remember exactly what I said, but this is how I feel. You said that, that, that the last year's Super Bowl, Super Bowl 51 was boring. Yeah, what? It was. That's how I felt. I, I didn't enjoy it. I, I'm sorry, I know. And, and, and then what you tweeted was because there were no plays of more than 30 yards. 39 was the biggest. That's like not you, why. So no. basically you went to the game log and tried to find a reason to justify your terrible take. No, I backed it up with statistical evidence. It just there weren't a lot of big plays in the game. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding. There really weren't. It was just Adam kind of a boring game. A big play is a play of 40 plus yards. <laughs> yeah. apparently. Not necessarily an impactful play that was really no. incredible. No, I 
there, no, there weren't a lot of impactful plays that were really incredible. Like there was the Edelman catch. It was amazing. Julio had a great catch. You had the pick six. There were some big plays. Yes. And for, <laughs> for a game that was the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history and an overtime Super Bowl game, I just, I don't know. I was watching the game and I was just kind of bored. Like it, it just, it just wasn't that good I mean, to me. And it's like we were not even watching the same game. I think it might be the best Super Bowl of all time. I don't think so. I don't think it's even close. I don't think that well, just what because is that? I want to know what what the best Super Bowl is. It's of all one time. of two. <laughs> the Patriots. Oh, no, one of three. One the of Patriots three. have played at least three better Super Bowls than Super Bowl. <laughs> Name them. Name them. You know, you, two of them. The Giants beat the Patriots. That's. Are you disputing? Are you disputing games, that the Giants games were not? Better than that than last year's game. They were outstanding. They were better. No, last year's was better. But and last year's, no, I think, was pretty incredible. I mean, you had that whole day, that Tyree one that was just decided by a fluke helmet catch. Like, who wants to see games I decided think, on flukes? I think, but I think forty-two was equally. Oh, I'm not game. sure if I'm ready to put it ahead of fifty-one or not. The whole game was so it. tense. The whole game and, and yeah, the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah, the Seahawks Patriots game was also better. You know what would be better than this? That game was great. Reading those tweets. All right, so the tweets. Dan said, if a 25-point rally in the Super Bowl, sending it to the first ever overtime in the history of the game doesn't do it for you, you probably just hate the team that won or don't get sports. And Dave Fair. said, I said that overtime was lame. And that was the other thing. Like, once the Patriots won the coin toss, you didn't even have to watch. Like, you knew they were going to win the game, right? It was so inevitable. Uh, so I said overtime was lame, and Dave said, not as lame as your takes. You epitomize America, sir. Now back wow. to the couch with you. Don't look outside. It's boring. Don't put down America. That's me. I'm America. When did we get to the mean tweets? <laughs> Those were kind of mean. That was mean. Yeah, that was mean. Go back to the couch. Don't look outside. It's I, boring. If somebody told me that I epitomized America, thank you. Well, right. I mean, America's awesome, but so, this, he didn't mean it that way. Yeah, that was not a compliment. No, not at all. All right, so that my take last week apparently was a bust, uh, and here are some other busts from 2017. Now Heath has to leave the show early to do some video work, so nope, I don't. Oh, really? Nope, you're blowing it off. I blew it off. So you epitomize Adam, America. Heath. I do. Adam Azer is more important to me than anything else. Doesn't even want to work. How about that? All right, so here are some busts, and the first two are wide receivers. One of them is just a a mild bust. Um, AJ Green and Mike Evans. So AJ Green was the number eight wide receiver in standard, number ten in PPR. Mike Evans was number twenty in both formats. And Green, look, he was top ten, but his fantasy point production was was pretty low. It was not a great year for wide receivers. 145 points would have been eleventh in standard in 2016. It was eighth this year. Uh, anyway, Green a mild bust. Evans a more obvious one. What do you guys think went wrong with with these two guys? Take it away. I have a hard time calling AJ Green a bust. He had a really difficult schedule. He got kicked out of a game. Um, he is a thousand yard receiver with eight touchdowns. It's top 10 wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't know that I really am that concerned about him. Mike Evans is just, he can't score a lot of touchdowns two years in a row. It's a rule. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but a thousand and one yards in 15 games is not very good, especially when they had the third most pass attempts in the NFL, which really surprised me, by the way. Uh, so well, Adam, I think you, you nailed it with Evans, though. There are other mouths to feed in that offense this year. Yeah. His targets, he dropped 40 targets from the previous year and one game. Like, so, but, but no, I mean, that, that hurts. Touchdowns are weird. He only scored five. He scored four of them in his first six games. And his fantasy point total in those first six games 
was amazing. You take the average of it and you're looking at 11 per game, four with double digits and fantasy points. And by the time week seven was over, you're probably thinking, yeah, Mike Evans is a stud. No problem. He only gave you two games with 10 or more the rest of the way. And that, that was about the time that Jameis got hurt, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. And then uh, Jameis, mean, Jameis came back and it looked like for the first two or three You're, games, yeah. his shoulder just wasn't quite right. Weeks so. eight, he played weeks eight and nine. Well, he, he, hurt, played the, he, got, he got suspended the game after Jameis got hurt. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Right. Um, all right. So, so for Evans, uh, who are you more confident in next year, Evans or Green? Green. 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 Is it crazy that AJ Green now four years in a row without being a top five wide receiver? Two of them because of injury, and two of them not because of injury. But it's just kind of it's kind of interesting. Like he's safe, he's good, but he doesn't really. I don't know. Doesn't seem like he's likely to have a huge blow up season. Maybe, but it hasn't it hasn't happened. Real quick, do you know what his targets have been? Yes. Over his last four. I've, I have it. Never mind. I have it in front of me. Yeah, he's usually, what, around like 140? He had 143 this past year. He averaged 10 per game in 2016. He missed six games with an injury. And uh, he, he was on pace for a monster season. He was, yeah. He was. And that was when he was averaging 10 targets per game. He didn't quite do that this past year. He didn't do that in 2015 either. I, I don't think you can really call a guy that had Almost 1,100 yards and eight touchdowns a bust, especially no, with mild. wide receivers being what they are. But he wasn't. I don't even, wasn't I don't even think pick. he's a mild. Bust. No, I do. He was not. AJ Green was if, not. If you were a unhappy with AJ Green, then you're just impossible to um, be. You, you no, can't be happy. I don't here's, agree. Here's a, uh, it wasn't amazing. There were two wide receivers who were amazing last year. Yeah, but he was he was a first round pick. He didn't come even close to that. Yeah, but he finishes a top twelve wide I guess, receiver. Adam, that's, if you're comparing like him to Antonio fifth. Brown or DeAndre Hopkins, he was a bust. If you're comparing him to Des Bryant and T.Y. Hilton and Jordy Nelson and all Mike those Evans, guys, compare him to Mike Evans. They were all they were all busts. I mean, it was a terrible year for a wide receiver. Right. So I don't think you can really qualify AJ Green. I understand what you're saying, Adam. He didn't live up to the expectations I think that we had for him, especially the fact that he was healthy, didn't have a quarterback issue at least in terms of injury. Um, like Mike Evans had, you know. The quarterback injury, I think, is is a big part of it. Here's a here's an interesting stat from um for Mike Evans. So no Bucks receiver had more than one touchdown in the second half of the season. They all finished with exactly one hmm. over the final eight games. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, look, if they throw the third, Braid most had pa- three. I'm sorry, OJ Howard had three. Braid had two. If they throw the third most pass attempts in the NFL next year, will probably be a good thing for Mike Evans. So, all right, I think uh that concludes those two guys. How about Jameis Winston? Actually, this was the guy that when I did the initial list and that, you know, I had Winston as a bust, but then after I did the research, I really don't think he was a bust. Uh, how do you guys feel about Jameis? Yeah, I think I called Jameis a bust at the beginning of the year and I was basically completely and totally wrong. And he played his best football of his career and he got hurt. And that's basically it. Had a consistency rate of 52.2%. That's pretty good for quarterbacks. All, all said and done. And, and, if you take the games between Fitzpatrick and Jameis, I think they hit either 50 or 60%, somewhere in there. Uh, that was their success rate in 2017. So Tampa Bay's offense can definitely produce some good quarterback numbers. What do you mean by that 50-60%? That's the percentage of the time that a quarterback gave you 20 or more fantasy oh, points. okay. All right. Gotcha. Yeah, and then here's like a somewhat misleading stat. 
So I'll give it, and then I'll tell you why it's a little misleading. Uh, Jameis Winston played 13 games. He got hurt in two of them. So he had 11 healthy games. You take his average in those 11 healthy games, give him 16 games, he's the number six quarterback in fantasy. Yep. Problem with that is he wasn't playing very well in the two games in which he got hurt. So, But even if he had two bad games, you're still talking about a top ten guy. Um, all right. And, and those were against New Orleans and Arizona. Uh, so Jameis was not a bust. Dak Prescott, he finishes the number 12 quarterback. He was probably drafted somewhere around there, too. Was Dak Prescott a bust? Yeah. Uh, because of how he finished? Because he started very strong. I mean, he finished right about where we drafted him, right? Right. Right around the time Ezekiel Elliott went out with his suspension, Dak was never really the same. He had one game with over 20 fantasy points the rest of the way. But before that, 18, 19, 26, 28, 35, 35, 6, 29. Oh, yeah. That, that's that's how his season started. No one was complaining about him then. No, but Dave, in fact, before the Zeke suspension, he was on pace to be the number two quarterback in fantasy. Right. Based on, I don't know if he would have, he probably wouldn't have been better than Wentz, but he was, you know, give him 16 games based on the you know, eight games before the Zeke suspension. Dak Prescott would have scored 392 fantasy points in non-decimal scoring, and only one quarterback this year scored more than that. It was Russell Wilson, who had seven more fantasy points. We so can also talk good. about the offensive line changing, right. and there were changes in injuries that impacted that line right around the same time that Zeke served his suspension. And that affected Dak. So I guess my question is, well, first of all, who do you like better, Winston or Dak? And are you worried that like everything has to be kind of perfect for Dak for him to be successful? Yes. Absolutely, and I like Winston better. Me too. I like Dak better as an NFL quarterback. I like Winston better for fantasy next year, unless Dak adds an actual number one wide receiver. All right, Dave, how do you feel about that? I'm not sure where I come out on it. I really like Dak as a quarterback. I, I do too. I think, and, and I think what he can offer you as a rusher on top of, as a passer is, is huge. I, I have to believe that the Cowboys are going to do something to improve their passing game this offseason. They cannot go status quo into 2018. Yeah, no, they they better. So I guess we can revisit that. So Dak wasn't a huge bust, but he had a tale of two seasons. He was obviously terrible in the second half. He was great in the first half. All right, how about a running back? Jay Ajayi. No doubt about it. He was a bust. He scored two touchdowns all year, one rushing, one receiving. What do you think happened with Jay Ajayi? What's your diagnosis? Well, he didn't get near the goal line in Miami. And then when he went to Philadelphia, he was splitting work too much to be a consistent type of fantasy running back. Not that he was very consistent with the Dolphins, but typically you need to score touchdowns if you're going to be good in fantasy football. And he didn't do any of that in Miami. And it, and that combined with his attitude probably got him out of town. It was probably his attitude that got him out of town. Started to score with Philadelphia, but he wasn't getting 15-plus carries a game. Okay, Heath, what's your take on Ajayi? What went wrong? I'm, well, Dave hit the nail on the head. It was the terrible situation in Miami largely it sounds like because of his own doing and uh he went to a much better situation but i i don't know like do we expect that anything is going to change in terms of their committee approach next year it, well LeGarrette wants a free agent Darren Sproles is probably not coming back right but Sproles but didn't have still any gonna impact be, while Ajayi was it's there it's not no. necessarily about who's there as much as it is their philosophy 
And their philosophy is probably going to be using more than one running back. It's worked. Obviously. Yeah, but I think if they just go with Ajayi and Clement, let's just say, maybe working in the third guy on occasion, but I don't think they're going to bring back LeGarrette Blount. So you yeah. take those eight to nine carries that he was getting, those probably go to Ajayi. I think he's going to have a very big bounce back season. Yeah, he was starting to get more carries, and he still is. I mean, Jai is another game, but he's starting to get more carries and, and look like the clear number one guy there. Uh, also, with Philadelphia, he averaged 5.8 yards per carry, much better than 3.4 with Miami. He played seven games with both teams. Um, all right, I just uh, I thought he was kind of interesting because going into the year, we had this kind of weird sample size. He was amazing in four games in 2016. Didn't really do much in the others. Uh, it's just kind of had a strange career. All right, so Ajayi next year or Derrick Henry? Oh, Henry. Henry. Assuming that Henry is the guy in yeah. Tennessee, yes, Henry. Even if he's not. Okay, well, all right, then Ajayi. Well, if he's not, then he's splitting just like Ajayi. I don't, I don't know. What I'd rather have Henry Murray. splitting than Ajayi. Uh, I'll, I'll put it that way. If it's DeMarco Murray still there, I'll take Henry. Oh, you will? Yeah. Interesting. All right. What round do you think JJ goes in next year? Four or five. Yep. I was thinking four, so yeah. Okay. Amir Abdullah was a bust. I don't think we have to talk about him. So how about some wide receivers? Jamison Crowder. Jamison oh. Crowder. 15 games with 66 catches, 789 yards, and only three touchdowns. In 2016, he scored seven touchdowns. Uh, but he had basically the same amount of catches. He had fewer yards. He had fewer touchdowns this year. So just what happened with Jamison Crowder? Bad, bad year for him, but he did lead the team in targets, catches, and yards. He had 10 fantasy points total in the first seven weeks of the season. Ugh. That whole, so, that whole receiving core was just a disaster. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to find out what went down there. Because Kirk Cousins wasn't wrong. bad. That's the, it's the weirdest thing of all. It no. was spreading the ball around a lot. It was Chris Thompson being heavily That's involved. That's probably why Crowder, yeah. I, I think it's two people you can look at. Chris Thompson early in the year getting a, just a ton of work. And then the fact that Cousins decided Josh Doxson was the the red zone guy. Cousins, well, Doxson didn't become the red zone guy until, until about the, like time the last four or five games of the season. I, I, think, I think it was, it was a little early mess because you had Jordan Reed in and out of the lineup. They didn't know what to do with the tight end spot because Vernon Davis wasn't, you know, the same type of player. Ryan Grant was a thing for a minute. Ryan Grant was a thing yeah. for a minute. They were trying to force the ball at times to, to Terrell Pryor. Yeah. yeah. But, but overall, you look at it, Terrell Pryor barely does anything, plays only nine games. Jordan Reed barely does anything. And still, Jamison Crowder only got 104 targets in 15 games. And, you know, he, he finished, finished okay. But I don't know, just, there are, there are excuses you can make. The, the other thing is that Kirk Cousins threw for 820 fewer yards. He didn't have a bad year, but he was at almost 5,000 yards in 2016. He didn't even come close to that. 820 fewer yards. That's a huge deal. Uh, I don't know. And then I guess my other question is like, can you, can we really expect slot receivers to have huge breakouts? Isn't it, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of rare. You should ask Keenan Allen. No, no, no. Don't ask Keenan Allen. Ask Julian Edelman. Ask uh, Wes Welker. Yeah, ask sometimes. Okay, okay. Crowder could be a thousand and seven type of guy. Right, that's not a huge breakout, but no, but I don't think anybody. Look, I, I was certainly high on him. I'd expect him to be much better than that. No, it would be a nice year, it's definitely. No, I nice thought year. he could have done better than that because I thought he could have played more than just the slot. Yes, you can. You can hope for breakouts from slot receivers, but a lot of times they have trouble with touchdowns. I guess that, that is correct. Yeah, that I mean they're not all Jarvis Landry. 
<laughs> Landry, three out of four years of terrible in touchdowns. Right. Of course, he sets a career high this year. Contract year. Yeah. Uh, so you have hope for Mar- for Jamison Crowder next year? What's the outlook? Who's the quarterback? Yep. Well, let's say it's Cousins. It's probably the best case scenario. I mean, look, they, they're going to have to do some of their receiving core, too, because Terrell Pryor is not coming back there. I don't think they're going to go with uh, Docs and Grant and Crowder as their top three guys. Right. Okay. I, I'm thinking uh, it sounds like a no. I think Crowder is a number three receiver with number two upside. Martavis Bryant was a total bust. This one was weird. I guess you could take some encouragement in that four of his five highest receiving yardage totals came in the final four games of the season, including the playoffs. But up until that point, he had one game. Well, actually, the entire regular season, one game with more than 65 yards. Martavis Bryant was really bad this year. 603 yards, three touchdowns on 84 targets in 15 games. What happened to Martavis Bryant? Juju. Yeah, it's probably a bad sign when your team invests a, a draft pick like that in a wide receiver when they already have a true number one and one of the best receiving running backs ever. But it's not just Juju. Like, Juju didn't really do much until week eight. No, he got the opportunities, though. Yeah, but early in the season, Martavis wasn't buying in. And he well, got suspended. Yeah. And Roethlisberger was really bad, too. Yeah. What do you make of the fact that he kind of came on strong at the end of the year, uh, Martavis Bryant, including the playoff game? Well, he had an injured Antonio Brown for really the final three games of the season. Mm-hmm. And Juju missed time over the second half of the year, too. He had the suspension. He had the hamstring injury. He missed the game. So are we done with Martavis in fantasy? As a, drafting him at least. You can draft him late. Yeah. Let's let's see if he's on the Steelers next year. He is. He's cheap at a one year deal. Unless they think he's a headache and then they get rid of him. Um he he is somebody that if you can get him in the double digit rounds as a sleeper, that's great. But I'm not probably drafting him besides that. All right. And finally, Alshon Jeffrey. I would say again, a mild bust. Because he basically returned the value that you were hoping. But he just kind of felt like a bust. 789 yards in 16 games. Like, wow. Nine touchdowns helped his value for sure. Yeah. Alshon was, he, was, uh, he, sorry, Dave. He was number 15 in standard, number 18 in PPR. Do you think Alshon Jeffrey was a bust? He was a great tight end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, the, with the way that the league went last year, that's, I, I don't, I don't think you can basically return value where you were drafted and be a bust. I mean, I understand that, but. Just the owning experience of Alshon Jeffrey may have been pretty frustrating. It was, it was a lot like Dak, only it was the reverse. It had really bad start and then a strong finish. But still, I mean, you look at the raw numbers. 57 catches on 120 targets. That's the lowest catch rate of his career. Less than 50%. That's awful. 789 yards. You expect a lot more than that from Alshon. He was saved by touchdown. So whether or not he was a bust, Alshon Jeffrey did not exactly have a great year. And it's not like it's so encouraging going into next year. Do you agree with that? Sure, it, because you could probably expect touchdown regression. What's the argument for Alshon? Is can he still put up nine touchdowns when he hasn't been a monster touchdown scorer his entire career? On the flip side, you could say, well, is he going to catch more passes? I think Adam, you need to be excited about Alshon Jeffrey next year. Why? Oh, because I like yeah. No, I, I agree. Alshon Jeffrey was basically a number two wide receiver because of Carson Wentz's unsustainable touchdown rate. Except he actually so was a number if, one wide receiver with Carson Wentz, but yeah. And just just to put things in perspective, I, I think he has shown a good ability to find the end zone. I mean, he's played 
in his last five seasons, he's played three seasons of at least 16 games. I'm sorry, three seasons with 16 games. And he scored at least seven touchdowns in all three of those. So, But he had the one season with 12 games, and he had two touchdowns. And then the season before, he had 54 catches, 807 yards, and four touchdowns in eight games. Maybe the touchdowns, maybe you're right about the touchdowns, like he can do it. So maybe it's just coming down to the catch rate being way lower than anybody expected. And until that changes, he might not be so good. If you think Wentz is going to throw more next year and you think Wentz is actually an elite quarterback, then I I don't think you can be dis- worried about Jeffrey next year. I I completely agree. Um I wanted to know how you felt. Are you worried I'm about worried, Jeffrey? I'm worried about Jeffrey next year. I I would feel comfortable drafting him in like round 6. So is and it Alshon no or Giants? Way well, you're he's not going to go. I know. No, he'll go to fourth. Point. Maybe fourth third, round. fourth round. Um is it Alshon yeah, or Ajay? Fourth round is going to be right. Huh? Alshon or Ajay? I think I'd rather have Ajay at this point. I would rather have Ajay just based on position, but I, yes. I think I think Alshon's going to be a very safe number two receiver. Okay. Yeah, he was on pace to be a top ten receiver with Carson Wentz, and then his last three games, he barely played in Week 17. Played 30, uh, 18 snaps, like 31 percent of the snaps. He had a donut in Week 16. He had a donut with Nick Foles, and he had 10 points in the first game with Nick Foles. Um. So, all right, that's Alshon Jeffrey, and those are. Your busts. How you guys doing with your FanDuel and DraftKings lineups? Good. I've got one for FanDuel. Got one for each. It's on the site if you want to see it. How do you feel about it? Good. Okay, good. There's, well, I yeah, don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> feel terrible about it. In fact, how can you feel good? There's only two games. Well, the, the You're, you've got to take some crazy chances. The key, yeah, that's the key. Is you've got to play the guy that's not going to be played by everyone. That's good. And they're Plus just good defenses too. That's the problem. Or catching, excuse me. Like you could argue that we have four good defenses. Uh, they still, are four good defenses. Yeah. So it's going to be tough. Um, and we'll get to that in just a second. But if you want to go to the games, any game, NFC Championship, AFC Championship, basketball, baseball is coming up, whatever it is. You want to go to a concert. You want to go to a comedy show. You want to go to theater. Go on SeatGeek. Download the SeatGeek app. Yes, I have the SeatGeek app on my phone. Yes, I use it all the time. All you do is search for an event, and then SeatGeek goes on multiple sites, pulls in results from those sites, compares prices, and finds amazing deals. And this helps you get the most bang for your buck because SeatGeek gives every ticket a grade based on value. You can immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. You just want to get into the stadium, you can sort by price and, you know, just sit in the nosebleeds, whatever, or just find better values elsewhere in the stadium. If you want 20 bucks off, use our promo code FFT. Tell you about that in a second. But the reason I love SeatGeek is it just makes the process so easy. You don't have to go on multiple sites anymore. You let SeatGeek do all that work for you, and every purchase is fully guaranteed. You can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for sports, for concerts, for comedy, for theater. You will love it. It is awesome. I tell everybody about SeatGeek, even when I'm not on the air. I really do pump it up all the time. So again, Download the SeatGeek app and use the promo code FFT. That promo code is FFT. You'll get 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek app, promo code FFT. Uh, before we get into the games and the lineups and your emails at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com, I've got something that I think is very exciting. Uh, I think, okay, so, so we have not been a podcast that does a lot of drops. Does a lot of audio noise, stuff like that. And I don't really want to become that, and we're not going to become that. But I think it would be nice 
when we're playing Fantasy Feud, for example, instead of me going, I can just go, that's better, right? Less you is better, yes. Less B is always better. <laughs> and when Jamie and, and Heath do horribly on Fantasy Jeopardy, I can give you one of these if I want. And we'll just flush it down the toilet. That, you recorded that yourself from the morning. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And when Dave talks about food a lot, I could give you one of these. But I'm not really going to. you an elephant. No, no. It's not I, wrong. I'm not wow. going to do that. That is rude. I'm Jesus. not going to do that. Uh, we're not going to become that. What I do want to use this technology for is something even cooler. Technology? Yes, this audio board that I now have. <laughs> it's an app. But this it's, audio board that do you was make around the, Do you make the, the flushing 80s. sound when Ali says something inappropriate? No, I, I don't. I never do that. I give her that. Clean the litter box. I have the applause sound for that. Um, What's the sound you make when you say that Super Bowl 51 was boring? Well, the sound that everybody else makes is... <laughs> they just laugh at me. Anyway, uh, so we don't go down that road of being hokey talk radio. We've wa- just done it for the last five minutes yes, and but, I but, run out of the room. But that's it. So thank you for your negativity. Um, phone calls. Voicemails. Instead of taking emails, or in addition to taking emails, we can take voicemails. So right now, it's not going to be live, but I don't know. I, I, I hope people can get into this. I can give you a so phone number. The number you want to call is 954-46. Yeah, stop, stop. <laughs> don't, don't give my number out. Actually, I have the number somewhere. I never knew that Adam's number and your number started the same way. He copied me. It's, do they really? Yeah. No way. If Jamie was, are four, six the first two numbers of your number? Yes. Yeah, then you guys mm-hmm. have the exact same start. Same area code. How about that? Anyway, I have a phone number. What do you guys think? I have a phone number I can give out. People can leave a voicemail and we can play it on the air and kind of take it like a phone call. What's I, the number? I think that's cool. All right, I'm trying to find the number. <laughs> I forgot to pull up the <laughs> I've number. I've got this great, amazing thing. It's going to change the podcast. Okay, I'll get it in one it's second. It's the sound of a toilet flushing, but the real amazing thing, I don't know where that information is. Where the hell is my number? Okay, uh, wait, no, do I have it? Yes, I have it. It is 954-689-3199. And you have to call that number, wait for it to go to voicemail. I think it even says like Adam Azer on it. Wait for it to go to voicemail. You can leave us a voicemail. They get forwarded to my inbox and then I can play them. So again, 954-689-3199. And I hope this works. Let's give it a shot. Let's see what happens. Leave us a voicemail. But, you, but what I want you to do is start with, this is Mike from Minneapolis or, you know, whatever the heck you want. You can even give us a, hey, Jerry, Tom, and Felix or whatever. The, I don't know. Too many rules. Just call the number and talk to us. Yeah, but give us your name. Give us your name and your city first and then ask, ask your question. Rip me for my Super Bowl takes, whatever you want to do. Let's give it a shot. Let's see how it works. It's the off season. It's a night for experimenting. Injuries, news, and notes. Tom Brady was on the injury report with a right-hand injury, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. Two teams have fired their offensive coordinator. The Steelers fired Todd Haley, and they promoted their quarterback's coach for some continuity. And the Jets fired John Morton, their offensive coordinator. In addition, Adam Thielen missed practice. Uh, not really worried about that. And Jarvis Landry wants big money this offseason. He's a free agent. But what do you think about the Steelers and the Jets firing their coaches? 
I think the Steelers was kind of expected after what happened in the relationship between Roethlisberger and Haley. And it sounds like the Jets wanted to uh, promote uh, Jeremy Bates, who was their quarterback's coach. Okay. So do you that's expect— That's not official yet, but I think that's what's going to happen. For Pittsburgh, do you expect a step back with a new offensive coordinator? No, they're staying in-house. Okay. So can we move on? Sure. Excellent. Jacksonville is at New England. All right, from a DFS standpoint, Heath, who do we like in this game? Oh, you could play anybody in this game. I, I am, and I've been going back and forth trying to decide what am I going to do with my DFS lineup that makes it a little bit different. And I kind of leaning towards just betting on Jacksonville and New England being a shootout. I'm considering playing Blake Bortles alongside if I can figure out which two of his wide receivers to play <laughs> with Gronk, Deion Lewis, and Brandon Cooks. You could easily fit them all in. Um, I, I think everybody is in play in this game. That sounds like full-blown contrarian other than Gronk and Fournette. And Lewis. Yeah. And Lewis. Fournette I'd be a little bit worried about. I'm not, I wasn't talking about Fournette, actually. Right. In fact, one guy that I kind of like that's really cheap is Yeldon. Is Yeldon at fifty two hundred uh, on FanDuel? Is that the kind of thing that you have to do? At this is the last week of daily fantasy football that you, you just have to go like haywire. With, I don't think you have to go face. haywire. You can do a couple of different things. You can go with a really chalky lineup and just have one play that you think is out there. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to. That, you can't that's kind of what get I ended up right. straight chalk. With how the, the the prices are for only having two, but games. but how do you choose which two Jacksonville wide receivers you want to play? I mean, if you just wanted to go based on logic, you go on the last two games where it was Westbrook and Marquise Lee as the two guys leading them in targets each of their last two games. Otherwise, other than that, I think you because you, since Allen Hearns has come back, Keelan Cole's been kind of a waste because they're both playing in the slot at the same time and and really negating each other. Mm-hmm. Westbrook and Lee as the two outside guys, at least you know kind of what their roles are. So. I, I think those are the two safe bets if you're if there is a safe bet. But you've seen what they've done in the red zone the last two games. It's been tight ends. And you've seen the running backs, you know, specifically Yeldon last week, play a role in the passing game more so than I think before. I think I mean they had what, seven catches from their two running backs? So what do you think about Deion Lewis? He had nine catches last week, but but Rex Burkhead is supposed to play this week. Um do you think Deion Lewis will be involved in the passing game? Maybe not nine catches worth, but I think he'll still be involved. I, I, my guess is they're going to attack the, the Jaguars the same way they attacked the Titans. Brady was 35 of 53, 36 of 53 passing. 30 of his passes went to the two running backs, the tight end, and Amendola. Right, and you you like Amendola this week, right? I like him a lot. I mean, you just look at, uh, again, the way to attack the Jaguars is to stay on the inside and to, you know, he, he's he's been involved in their last two playoff games. And... You know, I think kind of speaks to what he wants to do. He's going to get the ball out of his hands quick. He's not going to try and sit back there and wait for Calais Campbell and company to come after him. He's going to get the ball out of his hands quickly. So it's going to be, you know, what uh, Chad Johnson used to tell us, inside out. You know, and so it's going to be Gronk. It's going to be Amendola. It's going to be the two running backs. Hmm. How about we try something different here? I'll give you a name. You tell me, do you expect bad, okay, or a good game? Blake Bortles. Bad. Bad reality, good fantasy. Yep. Let's say For- bad reality, bad fantasy. Leonard Fournette. Bad for both. I'm gonna say bad. I'm gonna say good for both. Why bad for both? Because the Patriots 
Run defense not so good. Well, their run defense was amazing last week. And I, I think when you get into these type of games where they're going to be chasing points in terms of Jacksonville, he's going to be relegated to uh, a limited rushing opportunity in the second half. Their red zone defense is amazing. And mm-hmm. and so he's not going to score. And so it's going to take him scoring for him to have a good fantasy day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not a chance in the world he does what he did last week. Forget about that. But to have he, – he might be the best running back this week. Because no I, I think, Lewis is the well, best the, I don't, price. not he if Rex be. Burkhead is coming back. I don't know if you're going to see Deion Lewis. I mean, we've been saying that for two weeks now. He, he hasn't come back yet, and I don't know if they're going to play I think that's a lot. fair point if Rex Burkhead doesn't play. I've got Burkhead in my lineup right now. I think Burkhead comes back and he makes a difference. But I also think Fournette is this Jacksonville offense. It seems pretty clear to me that the Jacksonville scheme does not revolve around Blake Bortles throwing it into, you know, 15 win, 15 yard windows downfield. I think they're trying to be conservative. I think the offensive line is doing a good job. And I think Fournette's still going to get a lot of work, and he'll catch the ball a lot too. I think they've allowed one running back to score since week – one running back has scored a touchdown against New England since week eight. I know. It's crazy. Uh, they just don't give up – they give up a lot of yards yeah. per carry, but not a lot of points. Which And you, know, you, look, you look at their last win. three games. Buffalo, they gave up 68 yards rushing in the game. Jets, they gave a 40-yard rush in the game. The Titans, which was Derrick Henry, was their offense. You can make the same comparison between the two teams. They held him to 12 for 28, so his 14 carries statistics still remains intact, thankfully. <laughs> um, I mean, I like the fact that Fournette's, you know, catching two or three passes a game, but I, I just can't see him having a good game at all, especially yeah. since his ankle's still a problem. I mean, he's going to practice today. You know, he'll, he'll play, but uh, he'd be the guy, unless you just want to use him as a contrarian play. I can't see him having a good game at all. And he's expensive too, so exactly. It's not it's not a great right, and he's case he's, he's not worth it on DraftKings where it's full point PPR. Right, also true. Any Jacksonville wide receiver you could see having a good game, or are we all assuming bad or just okay for for any on all? I think a Jacksonville wide receiver will have a great game. I I think Marquise Lee is the most likely. I love his price on DraftKings, forty four hundred dollars on DraftKings. But I think when you're when you're just looking at it. And I agree with Heath. I don't know, great game, but I think good game. I could think, I could see, you know, like Corey Davis had the garbage touchdown at the end. I could see him having what one Jacksonville wide receiver having what Corey Davis had without the second touchdown. So like a fifty to sixty yard game and a touchdown, and that being the catalyst of it. I think one of their their backup tight ends, or maybe even Mercedes Lewis, will score. So I think Portals will end up with two touchdowns, but. It's hard to say that he's not going to have, you know, multiple interceptions on top of it. Who is, uh, who, who plays most out of the slot for the Jaguars? It seems like the Patriots struggle there. It turns in Cole. Hmm. I don't want either of those guys. I don't want any of these guys. Yeah, yeah. Their targets have been there. The, the thing about, like I said, Bortles played really well last week against the Steelers, but it's, they're, they're on the road for the fourth time in, in five games. The Patriots just, uh, I think are going to bludgeon them. He's going to have to kind of, Combine what he's done the last two weeks, where he's going to have to probably get you 40 or 50 rushing yards and find a way to get two touchdowns. I do think on a, a two-game ga- slate like this, because Dave, I agree, I don't want any of these guys. It doesn't make any sense. I I believe you have to attack this in DFS, not as what do I think is going to happen or what's the most likely to go happen. How will I profit the most if this happens? you got to take chances. You're not going to profit playing Deion Lewis and Leonard Fournette at running back. You're like, not? Unless you have some wide receivers that you don't necessarily think are likely to do something, but you will profit if they do. Uh, all right, well, let's move on to the Patriots. Bad, okay, 
good or great Tom Brady? Great. Should be great. Good. Okay. Deion Lewis. He's expensive too, but just the way he played last week and what's at stake, I think you've got to buy in. In his last three AFC championship games, he's had over 900 passing yards, seven touchdowns, and three interceptions. I'm just, I'm, I'm excited to start him because the Steelers found 42 points against the Jaguars. Right. And good, so good quarterbacks how, how, how have done well. How dangerous is this defense? Good quarterbacks have done very well against, uh, yep. Jacksonville. They spread them out and they use guys that don't have to, like I don't think Brandon Cooks is a good play at all this week. Nope. I don't think Chris Hogan's a good play at all this week. They're contrarian plays. Right. But I don't think they're exactly. good safe plays. Alright, how about Deion Lewis? Good. I think great. he's a must play. See, I, I, is he really? Cause I, I don't know that he scores. He never scores. Doesn't matter. When they're all healthy, when all the running backs are healthy. It doesn't matter. I mean, he's gotten you at least 18 FanDuel points in three games in a row, you know, so he's delivering his value. I mean, you can make a case that he's been their best player in the second half of the season, and that includes Tom Brady. Yeah, he's very good. Okay, and then what about Burkhead or James White? Any interest in those guys? White for sure. See, like, like wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Why White for sure? Because, like, Burkhead didn't play last week. James White, what did he have, eight touches last week? Scored two touchdowns, but he wasn't really that involved. I, again, I, I just looking how they're gonna attack them. I don't know what Burkhead's involvement will be coming off of a was a three game absence, a six week absence. You know, when you factor in the bye weeks. James White's the playoff back. Exactly. <laughs> he might be. He's I, like I have him in a lineup. I just I can't say it quite as confidently as you, Jamie, because. Well, it's I have a Patriots him in, running in draft back. Kings for sure. His price is great, and his production. Again, you just look at his la- the last two playoff games for New England, Super Bowl, and this one. And this yeah. just sets up as, like Keith said, he's their he's their playoff back. He's their passing downs guy. I, I hope so. He was he was pretty irrelevant when both Burkhead and Lewis were healthy. That's that's my it, only concern. This is money time, though. <laughs> I don't I, I don't think anybody can feel great about any Patriots running back other than Lewis. I think Lewis, you can feel pretty good about him being the lead guy. But I think Burkhead takes a chunk from both White and Lewis. He might. I I just think that they could save him for another two weeks. They could beat the Jaguars without Rex Burkhead touching the field, and they have him healthy for the Super Bowl. Price aside, who is your favorite New England wide receiver this week? Amendola. Like, if I were ranking these guys for fantasy, I'd probably have Cooks at the top and Hogan a little bit behind him. Yeah, I would say Cooks, and I, I agree with Jamie that he's not a safe play. He's not necessarily a good play if there were like multiple games actually happening, but he is still, in my opinion, the most likely to score from his own territory, and that's what I'm hoping for. Okay, uh, and then uh, Gronkowski feels like you should do whatever you can to get him in your lineup. In my opinion, agree, disagree. I agree with that totally. Yep. Yeah, because you know Ertz is tough to trust. Rudolph, Rudolph got two. End zone targets last week, so he could easily have a touchdown if not two. But all, you know, all four Gronk. of these teams are very good at defending tight ends. The Jaguars are the worst. And playoff Gronk is ridiculous. Yeah, seriously. All right, then let's go over to Minnesota at Philadelphia. Like, oh, what a tough game. I, I do, I do like Diggs and Thielen, and I'm trying to get both of them because I think I okay, fine. I'll just say it. I think Diggs and Thielen. Are the two best wide receivers, regardless of price, and they are priced that way, by the way. But I think they're the best wide receivers to play this week. So you're playing Keenum? No, I'm. Play- I don't. I I don't logic. think they're both going to have good games. 
that's kind of been the norm. But I don't, I don't know that, that I can find two wide receivers that I think are going to be good. We've got amazing cornerbacks playing this week. And we've got a bad quarterback for Jacksonville, a maybe bad quarter, I don't know, an inconsistent quarterback for Philadelphia. I hate the wide receivers this week. So I'm pretty confident that one of Diggs or Thielen, maybe both, will have a big game. I think it'll be one. I kind of want them both in my lineup. Cause I don't think either will have a bad game. Put it that so way. So the Eagles, uh, just to let you know, they've allowed, let me get to it. The Eagles have allowed, in their past six games, at least one receiver has either 80 receiving yards or a touchdown. Yeah. Of, over that stretch. Now I did this for the, uh, playoff challenge story, so I don't have it in front of me. But over that stretch, there's been nine guys that have hit at least seven fantasy points in a standard scoring league. So either 70 yards or a touchdown in the last six games. So I agree with you, Adam. It's going to be one of them. But I, I could see two guys. One of them is going to have a big game. Two guys, though, both guys, can have 70 or a touchdown. That's kind of how I feel. Yeah. If, yeah. I'm just if you're playing in a tournament and you're playing both Diggs and Thielen, you need to play Keenum. Okay. I I don't play tournaments, but yeah, I I would defer to you on on that. You definitely know more I mean, about DFS strategy. The the biggest contrarian plays falls. Right. Nobody's I, playing him. Yeah. I right. don't want him. I, do you guys want any Eagles? Any what? Eagles that you want to play? Their defense, just because I think outdoors are going to get after Keenum, and I think you can see a turnover too. And I mean, look, Ajayi in, in the three games with Foles, this is the toughest matchup that he'll face. But in the three games with Foles that he's played, he's given you either 80 yards or a touchdown. And so I like the involvement in the passing game in those three games, seven catches. But outside of that, I mean, if you just want to go track record, Alshon Jeffries faced the Vikings 12 times in his career. He scored in seven of those games. Hmm, interesting. Or seven touchdowns over those 12 games. He may have had a multiple touchdown game in there. Mm, that's interesting. Ajayi is the third most expensive running back. Like, who would you rather have, Ajayi or Latavius Murray or Jarek McKinnon? Both Vikings. Yeah, I'll go Latavius. I, you're just betting on Foles being absolutely terrible and him getting a couple touchdowns. Right. I have Latavius in both of my in my Fanduel and my DraftKings lineup. Dave, how do you feel about this game? Anyone that really jumps out and need to have him? I like Thielen's matchup in the slot. I know he's kind of overdue for a big game. So I, I like him. And then I I kind of punted on wide receiver just so I could get in Brady, Fournette, and Gronkowski in my lineup. So Thielen's as good as it gets. I put Jarius right in there because I know he'll play a little bit. But I'm not I, – I can't do it with tons of confidence. Can't say with a lot of confidence that he's a, a great sneaky player or anything like that. All right, it's lineup time. Uh, Heath, I'll give you the honors. Awesome. I have Blake Bortles as my quarterback because, of course, I do. Is this FanDuel or DraftKings? This is FanDuel. I I can give DraftKings in a, in, after everybody else gives their FanDuel if you'd like. You sure. Let's do FanDuel first. Okay. I've got Bortles. My running backs are Deion Lewis and Latavius Murray. My wide receivers are Brandon Cooks, Marquise Lee, and Dede Westbrook. My tight end is Gronk. My kicker is Forbath, and my defense is the Vikings. Okay. So you have a lot of Jaguars. It's a it's a Patriots Jaguar stack with betting on the Vikings defense destroying Nick Foles and Latavius Murray just getting a bunch of work. Dave Fanduel, hate my lineup. Here it is: Tom Brady at quarterback, Fournette and Burkhead at running back, Thielen, Jarius Wright, and Nelson Aguilar at wide receiver. Uh, I did everything I could to try and get Danny Amendola in there. I couldn't do it. Rob Gronkowski at tight end, 
defense Minnesota because I don't want to use any of the other defenses, and Josh Lambeau is my kicker because that's the best that I could afford. Jamie. Oh, yeah, I have uh, Tom Brady at quarterback, Deion Lewis and Latavius Murray at running back, Stephon Diggs, Danny Amendola, and D.D. Westbrook at receiver, Gronk at tight end, Lambeau at kicker, and Eagles defense. So I basically punted on kicker and defense, and I'm just throwing a dart at D.D. Westbrook. The rest of the guys, though, I love a lot. Okay, I have a fairly similar lineup. And I, have, I have DraftKings, too, if you want that. We both have Brady. Jamie and I both have Brady, Latavius, Diggs, and Gronk. I have Brady, Latavius, James White, Diggs, Thielen, Marquise Lee, Gronkowski, Goskowski, and the Vikings. Like, I don't really like the lineup, but I I kind of like it better than all of yours. <laughs> I, I don't think... I don't know that you can make a lineup and be like, oh, I love this lineup this week. Because it's just great defenses out there. It's challenging. It's very challenging. Uh, so, all right, let's do DraftKings. Heath, take it away. Yeah, I've got Tom Brady, James White, and Deion Lewis. Gronk at tight end. My receivers are Diggs, Marquise Lee, and Alshon. I completely punted my flex with $2,500 Trey Burton. And the Eagles defense. I, that's a good, I like that lineup. That's an interesting strategy, cause I have DD Westbrook at flex. Like, why not punt it and go with Burton and spend more? I like that. I, I did the same thing, but I just went with Corey Clement. He just had five catches last week. He's a little bit more expensive than that. He's $3,100. But I'm just hoping that they're chasing points and, and he's involved in the passing. Oh man, that's a good strategy. Can you get that lineup again? Yes, Brady, Dion Lewis, James White. Diggs, Alshon Jeffrey, Marquise Lee, Gronk, Trey Burton, and the Eagles defense. Yeah, we have a very similar except a couple of changes. All right, Jamie, then go ahead and you can give yours. Yeah, I, I, just to do something different in, in the story. So I went with Blake Bortles, a quarterback for this one. I did both Patriots running backs as well because, again, what Brady did last week I think will be similar. So I went with Deion Lewis, James White, Danny Amendola, and Gronk, the four guys that caught 30 passes last week from Brady's 36 uh, completions. And then I went with Thielen and, Emin, Emin, Thielen and Marquise Lee. Uh, I think Marquise Lee's kind of a free space in, in DraftKings because of his price tag. Gronk at tight end in the Eagles defense with Corey Clement at flux. Hmm. Okay, interesting. Uh, Dave, DraftKings or, or just Don't have one. All right, and then for me, well, I guess I'll go back to my stupid D.D. Westbrook flex. <laughs> <laughs> I have Bortles, Latane. I'm not, I'm not submitting this lineup. It's not good. I don't even know why I read it. Read it. Bortles, it's not that bad, I guess. Bortles, Latavius, Yeldon, Diggs, Thielen, Amendola, Gronkowski, Westbrook, Patriots. Ah, screw it. I'll submit it. Why not? Not confident. <laughs> I'm addicted. All right. You were talking about contrarian. Playing Bortles and the Patriots defense is fun. Yeah. Look, he's uh, got 30 or more rushing yards in three of his last four games, so there's always that. Uh Who's going to win? I, I, we all think the Patriots are going to win. What's the spread? Let me get the spreads. Is it nine and a half? Nine and a half. All right. Who do you like with the point? Who do you like against the spread? I'll take Jacksonville. I'll take the Patriots. Yeah, Pat's in a blowout. It's down to nine. Pat's in a blowout. Uh, I, I think, think it's they gonna can be, win by ten. I think, I think it's going to be spot. They've covered twelve of fifteen games. I think it's going to be close for a half, and then they'll pull away. I'll take the Patriots minus nine. Uh, Heath. Minnesota and Philadelphia, what's your take on this game? The Vikings minus three. I like, I don't even know what the over-under is, and I like the under. And I will take the Vikings minus three as well. I think it's a great line. I could see Minnesota winning by exactly three. 
It could be a 20 to 17 type of game. But I, I like Minnesota to win. I, I'd like to know what the weather's going to be. About 35 I, I degrees. Be, what is it About Adam? 35 degrees, I think. Do we know if there's wind or snow or? I don't know. Flooding? I don't know, but they, I know they're worried about the field. In bad condition. Yeah. Well, that could be a huge difference maker for Philadelphia. Yeah. All right. So, Jamie, what do you think? I think the Vikings win and cover. I think the Vikings win and don't cover. I think the Eagles plus three. Vikings, Patriots, Super Bowl. Home team in the Super Bowl could happen. That's what we're picking here on Fantasy Football Today. Now for some emails to finish the show. FantasyFootball at CBSI.com. This is from Aaron. Where's he from? Uh, he is from Bismarck, North Dakota? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Is that in North Dakota or South Dakota? North, right? Come on, Google it. 14-team standard scoring league I can keep for one year. All of these players would be in the 11th round. Sterling Shepard, D.D. Westbrook, Josh Doxson, Jaguars DST. Shepard, Westbrook, Doxson, Jaguars. It is North Dakota. And who's he keeping? Shepard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Things can change, but it's probably safest to say Shepard at this point. This is from Mike in the center of the United States. Heath's, Heath's hometown, the dot, D-O-T-T-E? What the hell is that? Um, yeah, my hometown is not the dot. I would assume he's from Kansas City, Kansas, which is in Wyandotte County. Okay. Uh, We're learning so much today. Where's Bismarck? What's the dot? So um, have you guys ever played in touchdown-only leagues? Can you give any tips on sure things for a touchdown this week? Tom Brady. Gronk. Uh, yes. Those are very good options. I'll, I will also say, uh, I think Latavius Murray scored. I, I was, I was going to mention Latavius. Yep. He, he would be, he would be the first running back to score in Philadelphia all season. A so rushing sound like a sure thing is what you're saying? No, look, I'm banking on it. I have in both of my lineups, but, uh, they have not given up a rushing touchdown to a running back all season in Philadelphia. Freeman caught one last week. Uh, all right, so there you go. There's, you guys do touchdown-only leagues? I never have. No, I've never done it. Nope. No. Oh, interesting. We've never maybe, say maybe that the bad. first league I played in. What's the point? I don't remember the scoring one. Weird league. Uh, Murph from the Palm Coast of Florida. Dear Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. PPR Keeper League. We can keep one for the previous year. You lose the round they were tro- chosen in, so keep one. Deshaun Watson in the 16th. Jimmy Garoppolo in the 16th. Gronk in the first. Watson. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Watson it is. And then this is from No Name, No City. Dave? It is going to be Barbara from Mokina, Illinois. She is a Cowboys fan. She says, hey, Tony, Roger, Troy, and Dak, I can keep five people. I am keeping Le'Veon for 38 and Zeke for 41 out of a $200 budget. So that's a lot right there. Pick three more. T.Y. Hilton for 34 Diggs for 22, Watson for 21, Corey Davis for 11, Juju for 8, Patrick Mahomes for 5. Do you have to keep three? 
<laughs> I don't. Th- I don't know. There is not a great value. Here. Juju for eight is a slam dunk. I go Juju Davis and Diggs. I mean, well, Hilton for thirty four is actually pretty good out of a two hundred dollar budget. If luck but he's is already healthy. spending a lot though on Le'Veon and Zeke, and it's no guarantee right now that Luck is back to form. Yeah, if you find out, like if we get all, I don't know when he has to decide either. But tonight, today, all the Barbara. reports. If if I had to guarantee that Andrew Luck was starting Week One, I would choose Hilton. Yeah, she doesn't have to choose today. I was joking. Uh, all right, so so Juju, and then wait, 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 what the hell? Hilton, if Luck's I would healthy, take, I would take. Uh, Juju, Corey Davis, and Stephon Dix. I agree with that. If I had to take three, I would take Juju, Corey Davis, and Deshaun Watson. Okay. We're done. You know what I would take? Ah, <laughs> okay. Sound effects you're, are yeah. done. <laughs> I don't like that you're in charge of the soundboard. Oh, you know what, Dave? <laughs> yeah, see, it's funny. How about that? Now, I promise we're not going to be shock jock. What's the sound when you uh, when you have to eat the twenty bean boozle that you owe us? Since you have to make up for the ones you didn't do last year. Oh. <laughs> okay, and every time I sing, I can give you one of these. Just, well, just, to tune, that one just to tune up. All right, that's it for today's show. Thanks, everybody. We're back next week with two more. I want to thank SeatGeek for sponsoring us. Thank you for listening. And let's get some great football this weekend. Better than Super Bowl 51. See ya. Bye.